Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. This is Lauren Cohen reporting from the Investing Across Borders podcast, where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. And today I'm here with my friend and colleague, Jason Hunt. And Jason, actually, I met Jason through a bunch of different channels. So first, I was published in the Canadian Real Estate Wealth magazine. And then I was connected with Jason through a colleague, I think it was Gordon So, right? And then we started chatting and I'm like, hold on. I think I was published in your magazine. And sure enough, I was. And I was so excited because it was a really big deal because that's kind of my my forum and my forte. So Jason, why don't you introduce yourself and say hi and tell us where you're calling in from. Downtown Guelph, Ontario. Would love to hear about that. That's right. Yeah. Downtown Guelph uh, in our new office here in downtown Guelph. Uh, We just moved from across from the university to downtown a unit with a lot more light and a lot more energy. And it's just a very vibrant community down here in downtown Guelph, if you're familiar with it. And uh, yeah, so happy to be here. My, my background is, is marketing. I started a social media agency back in uh, 2016, doing social media management for agents, for restaurants, pretty much any business under the sun. Merged that uh, agency with an SEO company in 2019 to form Merged Media. And now here we are servicing a lot of different types of businesses, but real estate being a big niche for us. And we partnered with one of our clients in the acquisition of Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine, which is a very popular real estate investing publication here in Canada. Used to be on the shelves at Shoppers Drug Mart until we went in and acquired it and said there wasn't much money in the print side of it. So we invested our resources into the search engine optimization and ended up tripling the traffic in just over a year which wow. was uh, quite a feat. Yeah. So if you Google a lot of those uh, big keywords, uh, investor related, like, you know, where to, where's the best land to purchase in Ontario, you're going to find our publication coming. Where first. is the best? That's a good question. That's a good question. See, I'm so fixated. You on opened getting- it up. You're right. I'm so fixated on getting our content to rank that the actual content itself, um, I'm not sure. I just want to rank the content. But in terms of that specific article, which I did not write, um, you're going to have to just go and Google and find our publication there as the number one listing. So, but yeah, so, and and, uh, Canadian Real Estate Wealth is also uh, another publication underneath that arm is Real Estate Professional Magazine, which is geared towards uh, real estate agents within Canada. So those are two publications that uh, we control. We manage the content along with the SEO and the social media and all that jazz. Well, that's a pretty cool niche, especially these days. I mean, you've probably seen a lot of changes in the past few years with the market going crazy and then settling down and then people getting scared. I mean, here in Florida, we've never seen real estate, a real estate market like we've seen in the past, especially two years, because the prices went for Florida, by Florida standards, out of control. And now they're just kind of balancing out or so to speak, and doing it a little more slowly than I would like, because I'm in the market for my own personal property because I sold my house in June. So I'm waiting for the adjustment. It's not happening that quickly. And then, of course, you're also dealing with the crazy rates, which impact a lot of this. And I'm, I'm sure there's been many articles that you've published about how rates impact prices and when, when to buy and everything like that. But you're right. It's kind of like 
us, we write business plans. And when somebody says to me, have you ever written a business plan for an oil and gas company? I'm like, well, yes, I have. But let's say it was a no. No, but a business plan is a business plan is a business plan. And you give me the data and the information and I'll figure out how to make the business plan a salient, strong, professional document, which is pretty much what you do, because it doesn't matter if it's real estate or restaurants or anything. You are the marketing genius behind it that generates the the um, leads. And that's what people are coming to you for. That's your that's your zone of genius, not real estate. 100%. 100%. It really is lead generation. And, and you know, you don't need to be an expert in real estate to know how to do real estate lead generation. You know, lead generation is essentially putting out some bait out there to an audience and capturing that bait and guiding them down that journey from lead to paying client. And, right. uh, and, and in, it, it crosses different, we're talking different industries, any sort of lead gen, whether you're a psychotherapist or whether you're a real estate agent, the journey is quite similar. The content and context of that journey is going to be different. However, the, 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 the funnel is quite similar. And that's one thing. I mean, we've worked with a lot of different types of agents, uh, mortgage brokers, along with even Caribbean resorts uh, that have all leveraged Canadian real estate wealth uh, wealth audience to be able to guide those people down that funnel. Now, you know, a platform like Canadian real estate wealth is, is, is an excellent platform for any business looking to get top of funnel attention and brand awareness because it is a, it's a reputable resource. But I think there is a formula to leveraging that asset the correct way. Right. Yeah. If you just write an article and, and put it out there without any actual rhyme or reason, then yeah, you're going to have a lot of people maybe reading it and knowing it, but you're going to miss the mark if you don't lead them down that journey journey correctly. Okay. And there are several ways you can do it. And uh, did, did you want me to go down that? Did you want me to go I would down actually that? love it. It's funny. I put in the chat to make sure I didn't forget to talk about the funnel because, you know, look, m- most of our clients are dealing with cross-border investing and cross-border relocation and all of this kind of thing. But the truth is that everybody at the end of the day has a funnel whether they know it or not, right? The word funnel used to scare me like to death. Like I was like, oh my God, a funnel, click funnels. What is that? And then I started using click funnels and realizing that a funnel is just a sales process. It's just a different terminology for it. It's based on online an online presence and how you get a person from lead to client. That's a funnel. So I'd love to hear how you, how you do that for sure. Sure. I'll give you a, I'll give you a great example. So we have a client that owns a, um, a resort down in Turks and Caicos, and uh, he's actually looking for investors to invest in these private cottages in Turks and Caicos. And so for that, it's, it's kind of like, well, how can we best leverage Canadian real estate wealth to get that attention? Because if, if you're familiar with Canadian real estate wealth, you know it's predominantly talking about pre-construction in Canada and, and having to do with things with Canadian real estate. So taking the approach of promoting a Turks and Caicos investment opportunity is a little unique to the platform. However, what we're doing is we're using that platform as, as a way to kind of drop the seed, to gain interest. Because if you put something out there about five reasons to invest in Turks and Caicos, people are only going to show interest in it if they're interested in that topic. So it's essentially like filtering out people themselves. So people would read this article, click through the link in the article, and then go to a landing page. And on that landing page would give some more information, some education on Turks and Caicos, a little bit of information about the resort, but not everything. You don't want to give too much in that landing page. So you do want to keep some of that information gated because you want to capture the contact information. 
Just because somebody sees the article on Crew, Canadian Real Estate Wealth, doesn't mean you're going to be able to get their contact information. It right. would be great if you could. You can retarget them, but right. um, you can't capture that information. So right. by sending them from that piece of content to a landing page and getting them to opt in to receiving the VIP floor plans and pricing, well, now, now, now we can get their contact information. Mm-hmm. And this is your name, email, phone number. And now they're getting put onto a nurture sequence. You can call it a drip campaign. But in this case here for this specific funnel, once they opted in, they were brought down a five email nurture, which essentially is just giving them more information on the development, the amenities, um, the proximity to close beaches in the area, and more information on why to invest in Turks and Caicos and why it's a great opportunity. But we're not selling them through the sequence. We're just educating them. We're giving them more education. And by the time they get to the end of that sequence, this lead is, is prime for a call because it's no longer a cold conversation. It's now a warm conversation. Right. And, and yeah, like, like uh, you know, leads from this specific source are, are high quality leads because they're predominantly investors, you know, that, that follow this magazine. So it's a good lead. Unlike a Facebook lead where, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with a Facebook lead. You, you know? really don't. It's funny that you say that because our last webinar, we had about 160 new Facebook leads. Mm. which is pretty high for a, a monthly webinar. Our usual average was probably around 40 to 50. So I was, but of course it is winter and, you know, we're selling sunshine and freedom, right? So, but, so we had a, a lot of leads and I think one of those leads even converted into anything that paid anything at all, because the leads on Facebook are not of the same quality or caliber as the leads that you would be bringing. Cause it's a completely yeah. different um, it, it's a, it's a different funnel to get to those leads. And so you you're dealing with a much lower common denominator and it, once in a blue moon, like we've had a couple of Facebook leads that actually converted over time. So it makes it worthwhile to be consistent, but you're not going to get those leads converting as much as you are for your promotion of the Turks and Caicos um, bungalows, because uh, it's you- just, it's not the same. Hundred percent, and you know what? This I'll tell you right now. I I like Facebook leads. I love Facebook leads. Facebook lead generation is a huge pillar in our business, and we do it for a lot of agents. However, Facebook leads can suck. Right? If you're expecting to get a hot lead off of Facebook, it's not going to happen. There is zero, absolutely zero intent behind a Facebook user, meaning that they don't know they have a problem yet, and you right. have the you you're addressing that pain point in your in your ad. They don't know you're you're educating them on the problem first. It's not like Google where you type in something in a search query, um, how to invest in cross borders real estate, and boom, that's a very high intent lead, and you're going to yes. pay money for it, right? right. But on Facebook, it's a little different because you need to position yourself as that subject matter expert. You need to educate them and bring them into your funnel. So, you know, I like to say, let's use social media as a way to get them off of social media and get them to a place where they're focused and attentive, which is email, because people are not focused and attentive on social. They're distracted. They're onto that next piece of content. And if you're, if you're, if you're targeting millennials as investors, Ah, your attention spans are so short. Forget about it. Right. So forget about it. Right. So, so that's why, you know, you just understand how you're using Facebook and have patience with it because it does work. And this specific client of ours, we generated, uh, we generated about six to 700 leads from Canadian real estate wealth. We generated 2,500 leads from Facebook and we generated about 1200 leads from an influencer campaign. 
So with those three campaigns, we generated close to 4,000 leads, which now are going through a nurture sequence and are being called by a, a sales representative from the company. Okay. So this is the kind of journey that they're going down. But the Facebook leads are a little different because the Canadian real estate leads coming in there, we already know they're investors. There's intent there already. So people on Facebook, though, they're not going to VIP floor plans and pricing right away. That's too much of a, too much of a jump. We need to get them to that stage for, first. And by doing that, what we did on Facebook was we, pro- we provided users with a white paper. And that white paper topic was five reasons to invest in Turks and Caicos. That was the bait we threw out there. Okay. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of low quality leads. However, they're people that are showing interest in Turks and Caicos real estate. Right. Right. So um, through there, they go through a different nurture sequence. And then, then that second phase of that nurture sequence is the VIP floor plans and pricing where they're now aligned with all of those crew leads. That's kind of the way we've set it up. Yeah. I mean, like every, every company has a different way of dealing with it, but I think that the, mirroring or the matching of social media marketing expertise and real estate together because real estate is probably one of the most heavily marketed industries in the world. I mean they have a special Facebook category if it's real estate it go it goes outside of the norm and into the real estate category and then you have to check certain boxes. So we always try in our marketing to avoid that because it becomes much more complicated. And I, I think the price per lead is also higher, right? Um, yeah. So in terms of, well, let's just go back for a second, talking about what you mentioned there a second ago, which is basically you have to select a special audience for real estate, yes. right? You can't just target everybody at real estate. You used to be able to target based on salary, based on income that changed. And now you're, you're restricted with your targeting abilities and you have to keep it more open, you know, gender, age, all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world because the algorithm is very smart. Okay. It's going to put your ads in front of people that are most likely to convert. Okay. And that's what Facebook wants. Facebook wants right. you, they want you to convert, right? Cause you're going to spend more money on the platform. Right. The more, the more you make, the more you spend. And the algorithm is quite smart. And I say this all the time. Uh, the algorithm knows more about your ideal client than you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I can ask you, do you, you, do you know the books they read? Do you know the, the public figures they follow? Do you know if they have a tendency to click on content and buy things online? You don't know that information, but, but Facebook does. Right. And so when you know using this sort of data, Facebook's going to, the longer your campaign runs, the better it gets. And the lead cost typically will come down. Okay. There is ad saturation that can happen if you let, if you let something set and forget it and just let it run. Eventually that creative is going to cause a higher cost per lead. If you don't update and freshen the creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same people are going to see it. It's going to become stale. People are going to have their blinders on and they're not going to. How often would you say that happens, Jason? Like, yeah. So, so a good question. Tip, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Typically it's not a length of time. It's, it's ad frequency, which is how many times people see it. Right. Because if you if you spend, you know, 500 bucks a day, well, you know, reaching a very small audience, it's going to saturate pretty quick. But if you're spending five dollars a day and your ad frequency increases over the course of three months, it's going to take a longer duration of time. It really depends on the audience size and how much you're spending. But usually the ad frequency, you know, it's across the board. It could be about six or seven times a, a user sees it when you start seeing an incremental increase in that cost per lead. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of a, a telltale sign that it's time to get fresh creative in there, mix it up a bit. You can have the same offer. You can have the same white paper or same consultation, whatever that offer is can, can remain the same. However, 
You just need to freshen up the video or the creative, whatever you're using to drive that lead in. That's important to do. Um, but other than that, usually over time, Facebook's getting smarter to understand the perfect user to get your ad in front of to generate that lead. So the cost naturally decreases over time. Yes, I've definitely noticed that. And I'm far from a Facebook ads expert, but we've we've definitely seen changes. I mean, first of all, the volume and you know, we're not spending more, but we're being more consistent in the messaging. And second of all, the conversion, even though they didn't convert at the last webinar, then that then we go to the retargeting, right? And all of that kind of stuff. And and you want to do, do me a favor because not everybody knows what's retargeting. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Retargeting is, is one of the most essential things that are a part of your marketing campaign. So when somebody, let's say, for example, you put up a video and, and you have maybe people watch 10 seconds of it. Well, that's a good opportunity to get a second ad in front of that same user, retarget that user with another ad. There's several different types of retargeting. You can retarget people that landed on your website, uh, retarget people that downloaded a PDF, retarget people that watched, like I said, 10 seconds of a video or watch 75% of one of your videos. That, this is where you're going to get in front of people uh, and become familiar. And that's the key to this, right? The key, the, the, the trick to getting Facebook ads to actually work for you is familiarity, yes. right? People become yes. familiar with you. They right. know, like, and trust you. Trust, and then, trust, yeah, trust. 100%. It. It's, that's all it is, right? Because, it, and, and again, you don't want to put all of your eggs into the Facebook basket, no. right? You should be running different campaigns, whether it's email, maybe it's Google, Google remarketing. What do you There's think all... of LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn ads? Great one. LinkedIn. Okay. Great question. Okay. So LinkedIn is another platform, very important as well, especially for investors, because a lot of your ideal clients are living on that platform. But LinkedIn ads is typically higher in price than Facebook and Instagram. Makes sense because the pool of people on LinkedIn is not the same uh, volume as it is on Facebook and Instagram. So more people, lesser a cost. However, with that being said, you, you could get a higher quality lead coming from LinkedIn. You, you know, we can target based on job, based on occupation, you know, CEOs, things like that. You can target on LinkedIn, but you will expect to pay a much higher cost on LinkedIn that, that comes with the territory. Right. Um, right. But, you know, I always say like the best way to leverage LinkedIn is, you know, if you're going to post content on it, don't post content on a business page on LinkedIn. You want to post that content on a personal page because nine times out of 10, that personal page that you're posting content to is going to get a heck of a lot more reach. So definitely post on your personal one and establish that personal brand uh, before the business on LinkedIn. And that's, that, that then takes us to kind of the next question, because as a real estate investor, a lot of people don't understand what is the value of marketing? Why, why should I bother marketing? If I'm investing in real estate, I'm making passive income. And you know, wh where, where's the beef in there? Like, why should I spend money on marketing and building a social media presence if I'm a real estate investor? I'm not trying to get clients. So what would you say to them? Well, that's a very good question, right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, people, uh, you know, a real estate investor, like, are they looking to, if you're just an investor, what's the benefit of marketing for an investor? Well, what's their business? What's their side hustle? Is there any purpose to create a brand? There might not be, there might not be a, a possibility. Need if you're just a truly passive real estate investor and you're not building a business and maybe marketing your Airbnb or something like that. Well, think about this, right? Just thinking down the road, let's, let's think about this, marketing and Airbnb. Let's say later down the road, if you're an investor and you want to build a network, well, social media is an excellent way to build a network. Why yeah. not build a personal brand for right. the potential in the future to leverage those connections that might have, that have followed you for the last five years, 
right? You're just building out that network of people. So when it comes time to sell, you might have access to a certain agent that might be able to sell your property on your behalf. You might have access to be able to sell directly to the purchaser. Who knows, right? But or I look build at that- joint venture relationships or other collaborative opportunities and learn from each other because some people are in different programs than you. Not everybody's in the same real estate training. And so they can leverage on from that as well. I mean, I, I think that people could be a little short-sighted and thinking that, oh, I'm not really building a business here. Well, you are. It's just a different kind of business. And who knows what the future holds, as Jason is saying. You've got to, you've got to keep a mind, an open eye. You know, I, I, I just think to myself about so many people that have come to me and said, I only want to invest in real estate. I don't want a visa. I don't want a visa. I just want to invest in U.S. real estate. Okay, no problem. Get them started. Literally within a month, they see the value of potentially accessing a visa, all these different benefits and everything. And they're like, wait a minute, hold on. I want a visa after all. Can we pivot? So what I do is at the beginning, no matter what they think they might want, I, I kind of anticipate a possible change so that we plan ahead. Instead of having to go and reinvent the wheel and fix everything, we have the structure set up properly so that if they do want a visa, we're already in that game kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and there's several different benefits to even marketing, even if you're not in a company or, you know, think about the experience that a lot of investors have that a lot of other people out there might seek that advice, right? And this could be something like you could have a job right now, be totally content, just be this investor, doesn't even want a visa. That's fine. But it's almost like, you know, leveraging the social currency almost, you know what I mean? You're building this currency on social media that eventually you might want to be a consultant for other investors or offer knowledge at a price. You know, there's an opportunity there down the road. It just keeps your options open to, to be able to have a presence on these platforms. If you are an investor, because I know firsthand, um, you know, investing, there's a lot of education involved in it. And there's a lot of education that people out there are seeking out. Yeah. And uh, to to add to that as well is um, I think, what a lot of investors aren't aware of or aren't open to or don't think about is the possibility of affiliate marketing. And you and I are very familiar with affiliate marketing, but think about it. If an investor builds builds a tribe of their own, then suddenly they can offer some third parties real estate coaching services to that tribe and they can get affiliate fees that's truly passive just because they managed to build this little tribe of people and followers. So there is a benefit there or they're marketing their Airbnb and those other people might help and market it. And maybe there's referral fees there. So there's no end to what to the value of what building your own marketing, I guess, marketing brand on your own brand is, is, is can accomplish. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's a great point that you bring up because I think uh, I just came back from the uh, speaking at the affiliate summit uh, in Las oh. Vegas, which is the biggest. Who knew? Affiliate. See that? Yeah. I must there you have, go. I have ESP. Yeah. <laughs> biggest affiliate show in the world, but there are a ton of opportunities on that side of the fence. One hundred percent. Even if if you just want to be, you know, if you are a subject matter expert in the investor space, and let's say you have a, a website that starts getting a lot of traffic, you can throw Airbnb ads on your site, and Airbnb yeah. will pay you every time somebody clicks on that banner and purchases, you know, a, a room or a house in Barcelona for three nights. You get kicked. That's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. It's passive income. Right. You right. Know, it's and that's what they're all about. So why not add? I mean, don't say no to what's sitting right there in front of you. At least open the door to the opportunity, because I think people are. Well, I know. Look, when it's funny because I'm a lawyer. And when I first started down the 
rabbit hole, I'll call it, of joint ventures. I, w- I went in and I was like, okay, I'm going to show you guys how to do this right. I'm going to create a course to teach you how to do joint ventures legally. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is not a joint venture in the sense that I know a joint venture. This is really an affiliate relationship where mm-hmm. somebody is selling somebody else's product or mm-hmm. service, or maybe they're partnering on something or whatever. But it was just a really interesting, like this was probably around, I don't know, eight or 10 years ago. And I really had no, no clue about affiliate marketing and referrals and all of that. Last year, I think a third of our income was from some type of referral based affiliate stuff. Like obviously as a realtor, I get a lot of referral fees, but you know, there's, there's, there's a huge opportunity for anybody that has access to people that are interested in some third party services and that, that, that affiliate program, I, that would have been awesome. I would have loved to go maybe next year. Well, yeah, you know, 100%. I think that, you know, any opportunity for a potential investor seeking, because I mean, if you're an investor, you're you're obviously seeking passive income. And affiliate marketing is a great route to do that. We're really pushing this affiliate marketing pitch to uh, to your audience here on this episode, Lauren. But I think that uh, there definitely is an opportunity because if you are an investor and you have a certain amount of knowledge, you know, writing a blog, that's SEO optimized, yep. you know, and, and, and this doesn't mean, even if you're not a writer, there's lots of ways in 2023 that you can write content without being, being a writer. And, and, you know, we can go down the rabbit hole of what's hot right now, which is chat GPT. Oh um, my gosh. Right. It's, so, it's like every hour. It's, 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 it's an amazing platform, but it's the future and that's AI generated content. So if you're an investor and you're not a writer or don't have the time to invest in all that sort of stuff, AI can be a, can be a great help to you. And yeah, and, and I mean, we're leveraging it in certain areas. We're not full on with it yet. We don't want to be yet, right. but I mean, we're seeing how things are panning out with it and, and leveraging it in certain areas. Almost, It's almost like uh, my business partner puts it a great way. It's, it's using this AI technology as an extension of your own brain. Essentially, that's Correct. what it is, right? It's, right. It's, it's, it's helping you. You're still, I, I believe you're still going to need some human elements there working with the AI. You can't solely depend on it for, for so no. many reasons, but- but I think that it's definitely helps, uh, you know, productivity and efficiency hundred percent. One of my assistants said to me yesterday that she was, she heard that there's going to be a premium paste on placed on every interaction with a human. Cause it's either going to be AI or you pay. And I'm like, uh, I, you know, in law, one of the areas that probably will never go away is law because you need that legal brain, that legal training to interpret the law. But And I think that that's one of the downfalls of of AI is that people become too dependent on it and they don't realize the value of that human touch because I would not put out a blog that was purely AI based because it needs an editor and the the AI is just, you know, pumping stuff. It's a great first first, um, pass, but it's not the end of the the game and it's not the end result that that you want to share. It's um, it, what's interesting though, about what you say, Lauren, right now, you're absolutely correct. However, there's a new platform that's in like beta testing right now, where be- what it does is it gives the AI access to all of your social media platforms and uh, over all of the tweets that you've ever done, all of the posts you've ever done and creates AI content based on the way you talk and speak. Oh so my God. You would have, when is like, that coming out? It's like, it's a, you can sign up for it now. It's in, I think it's in phase one. You can pay, it's called personal. I, I, I think it's called personal.ai if I'm not mistaken. I'm Something writing like that, that down. Check I'm it sorry. out. 
because essentially this would be like a Lauren bot that you can connect to your website. That That's really just like you based on the way that you have spoken on all of your social media platforms. I think it might even connect to your email as well. If you wanted to have that authentic, you know, Lauren sort Voice. of conversation, right? Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. Right? So anyway, that just gives you a kind of hint as, at the way things are trending. Okay. Crazy. Cool. Um, yeah. Before I forget, because I know we opened this show talking about cheapest areas in Canada and I, uh, cheapest areas for land in Canada. And I did pull it up as we're talking here. Uh, and if you want to check it out, it's on Canadian real estate magazine.ca in the expert advice section, greater Sudbury. Okay. Land prices range from 49,000 to 5.9 million. That's quite a, quite a range. Um, but that's one Sarnia, Thunder Bay, rainy river, Peterborough, London. There you go. Peterborough. Hmm. Yeah, Peterborough. It says uh, land prices in Peterborough range from 99K to 4.5 mil. Uh, the town itself has a number of attractive things, such as museums, galleries, exhibitions, and access to the cottage area of Quathra. So, isn't Peterborough on the way to Ottawa? Peterborough is. If you take, I think if you take Highway 7, it would be, yeah, you'd be going through Peterborough. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, I've never been to Sudbury, but I have clients there and have a lot of clients in the soup and they, they're right on the border. So they do a lot of us real estate investing from the soup yeah. as well. So, so anyway, um, Jason, why don't you share just some tips that you have for realtors and just in general to, to help them with their marketing for 2023, obviously yeah. they should all come to you, but Outside of that, what else would you like to share? Yeah, I think the biggest, uh, and, and I talk to agents every single day, and um, what we, what I try to tell them is they need to carve out their niche and carve out the audience that they want to go after. Because when I talk to an agent in Toronto and they're like, I want to target everybody from uh, Etobicoke to Scarborough and everyone everywhere in between. I'm just like, no, nah, I ain't going to work. Pick a niche. And then my suggestion is create a lead magnet right? A lead magnet, a downloadable white paper that positions you as a subject matter expert in that niche, maybe top five pre-construction developments in Bonn, for example, something like that, that carves you in a specific niche because um, people want to work with people that, that can address their specific pain point. That's what we know. And then in addition to that, build your personal brand because people like to work with people, right? So um, yeah. And, and get comfortable in front of the camera. And if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, then hire a brand ambassador that is, right? That's going to do it on right. your behalf. Because especially in the age of social media, leveraging platforms like TikTok and Instagram Reels, having that face out there that you can you know, build familiarity with, with your audience is, is more important than ever. And it's going to get you lower cost leads 100%. So yes. um, that's my advice is build that personal brand and use some freebies to be able to get leads into your ecosystem and then nurture them. Because, you know, if you're coming to me looking for a hot lead now today, I'm not your guy. If you're looking for a, a, a plan that's going to nurture that lead and position you as a subject matter expert and known like and trusted source, that's where I can help. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. One day I'll actually meet you in person. Now that Definitely. we can actually do that back and forth. Um, thank you for joining us today on the Investing Across Borders podcast, where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. And today we brought you some tips about marketing for realtors and real estate investors. And it's really wonderful to work with Jason. He's a great guy. He's a wealth of information. As you can see, I learned some stuff 
about personal.ai, which I'm going to sign up for like literally right now. Do, do, do you not do you have an affiliate link, Jason? Because no, no, you should. No, okay. that's I know that's all good. I don't need it. It's all good. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's funny. But uh anyway, please do subscribe to the podcast by clicking below and we look forward to seeing you on future episodes of Investing Across Borders. Have a wonderful week and take care of yourself. Bye for now and thank you again, Jason. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.